0: Coming up on today's episode of the Great Since 68 podcast, we discuss Birmingham's 2 2 draw with Reading with reaction from captain Kerris Harrop. We also take a look at how our players out on loan are doing this week, and of course, we look forward to the midweek cup game against Oxford United. All of that and more on today's episode of Great Since 68. Welcome back to another episode of Great Sense 68, the independent Birmingham City Ladies podcast brought to you by the DamsandParkDames.co.uk. I'm joined as always by Chris Pugh. How are you tonight, Chris?
1: Good evening, Craig. Good as ever, yeah?
0: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Obviously, this last weekend, the Blues had played Reading. It was a 2-2 draw, as I mentioned in the intro earlier on. Uh, It was a first start for Frida as Ellen White was rested for the game. Keris Harrop, injury time winner, rescued a point for the Blues. Brooke Chaplin scored the first goal, then Jade Moore scored a second. A great strike from outside the box, giving them a two-goal lead. Aoife Mannion got a goal back just before half-time. It was from the spot, as uh, Chaplin had a penalty earlier in the match. Kirsty Pearce's attempted clearance was brushed off the head of Harrop into the net for Birmingham's final goal. Rachel Williams had her first appearance after her injury in this game, her first of the season, coming off the bench. Following the full-time whistle, I caught up with captain Keris Harrop, and this is what she had to say:
2: It was a tough game. We knew, kind of coming into Reading, it was always going to be um, a physical game, physical encounters. It always, always is. I think we, we dominated most of the game. I think mean, in the first half they had periods where they created chances, but I think overall, especially in the second half, we had some really good possession and created a lot of chances. And, I think um, you know, scored in the last minute. We, we definitely deserved uh, the draw, if not a win. Uh,
0: over, the, over recent years, Birmingham's defence has been quite uh, notably quite good. Do you feel that you might have still have a chance of an England call-up in the future?
2: I hope so. You know, I've always wanted to get back to England. That's you know, my, any any girl's aim really, but especially mine. Um, but yeah, I've just got know, I've just got to keep playing well for for Birmingham and being a leader on the pitch and leading this team to success, and hopefully something will come of it. Mm-hmm.
0: So you, uh, you've got a milestone coming up soon with um, your 100 games in the um, WSL. Obviously it uh, must be important to you to have represented Birmingham for so long.
2: It is, yes, very important. Um, you know, I've kind of been at the club since I was 10. Uh, and then, yeah, representing the first team since I was 16. So, yeah, I'm chuffed to, to be reaching that milestone and, and hopefully I'll get it soon. But yeah, it's a very proud achievement in mine and I just want to hopefully keep playing uh, every game and, and leading the girls on the pitch.
0: And there's obviously a milestone for the club coming up next year, celebrating 50 years as a club. Um, how much it must it mean to you to be captain and leader going into that year?
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, it's, a, it's a really great anniversary to celebrate and to be captain on that 50th anniversary will be a real special moment for me. And you know, We've had a lot of near misses over the last few years in terms of coming and runners up in cups and, and the league and stuff. And Hopefully that'll be the year where we can actually go on and, and get some more silverware.
0: Do you always expect a feisty game against Reading, given how many ex-Blues players there is in Stein lineup?
2: Yeah, I think we do always come here and know that's going to be the case. But not just for the ex-Blues players, you know, they've got a lot of physical girls that, that like the physical battle. So yeah, we, we knew coming here that we'd have to put in a good physical battle, and I think we did that today, especially in the centre of the park. You know, it was a real good battle.
0: Nice interview with Keris Harrop, and hopefully I speak to her in the future. Chris, obviously it was a game which we expected it to be um, physical, as uh, Karis said, and we obviously got that.
1: I don't think there was any surprise in that whatsoever. Um, we look back on on the game there last year as well, and it was very similar. I think that they've got players that we obviously know very well, and they're good at that. Their game management is very good, and I think the performance overall we, we fully deserved at least a point. You know, I think the thing I liked most was that, especially in the second half, even though we we're one behind and, and we're going searching for that goal, we never panicked. We never lost our shape. We never lost control of, of what we were trying to achieve and believing in, in the way we were going to go about it. So that was pleasing to see. And, and like I say, they fully deserve the equaliser at the end.
0: So as the game progressed, obviously, with with the first goal, it was a penalty, as the referee gave. It was a contentious one. It was one that uh, obviously players were bringing to the attention that there was um, a few potential fouls in the box on the corner prior to that. And he pulled up on it on the second one.
1: Yeah, it was the very, the corner before the corner that they got the penalty from. And as soon as the ball went out for the second corner, the likes of Remy Allen and that were straight at the referee, making sure that he was watching. I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? If you're going to give that one, I think you've got to give one in pretty much every corner you know there's always holding and and pulling and there's unfortunately the referee has sort of bought Reading's protestations if you like from the first corner and as soon as the Reading player goes down I was fully expecting the ref to point to the spot and he did it's a little bit disappointing but you know thankfully he got the the second one right our penalty as well when when Follis got taken down so
0: yeah as you pointed out we got a penalty back deep in the uh, first half it was pretty much into injury time a bit like the final goal of the game but Emma Follis gets herself into the box, turns the ball well, and gets taken down by one of the defenders.
1: Yeah, Harriet Scott, I think yep. it was. Yeah. There you go.
0: But between that, there was I thought was a brilliant goal um, at first viewing from um, Jade Moore, former Blues player. But um, looking back at the highlights, it did look like Katrin Berger should have got something more on that one.
1: I spoke to um, Mark after the game, and I think he said, like, he admitted she was a little bit disappointed that she didn't she didn't make a better effort of it, but she did well the rest of the game. And obviously, she's still a quality keeper. But it's the performances she puts in week in week out that we expect her to to save those sorts of efforts. But it was a good strike from Jade, like you say, took nothing away from her. The only time in in the first half really that she was afforded too much time in an advanced position. And and unfortunately, she made it pay with a good strike. But I think in hindsight, probably Anne would have felt she should have done a little bit better with that one.
0: Obviously, her reputation's um, preceding her now. We expect such good things from her. And then occasionally when she doesn't do as well as we expect, we're disappointed. But she's such a quality keeper, as you say, one of the best, if not the best in the league. And we're just grateful to have her.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I completely agree. Like you say, it's a surprise when she doesn't make that sort of save. That's the best testament I can pay to her, really, that when she doesn't pull off a save, that that we're surprised and and slightly disappointed by it because, because she's shown time and time again that she can pull these saves off.
0: And um, going into the penalty you mentioned for us um, just before half time, of course, it was Ethan Mannion stepping up to take the penalty. She was the one who was a judge to uh, given away the penalty earlier in the match. So it's a character that she takes the penalty and steps up and scores it after that.
1: Yeah, nice bit of retribution for her, I agree. Um, I, I think she's taken a a couple of penalties in the past. I think I, I remember she got one for... To the England under 23s, I think, in a in a penalty shootout. She took the winning one, I think. So, yeah, she's obviously confident with them. She she looked very confident stepping up and, and sent the keeper the wrong way. So, if yeah, she can continue to do that, then I'm, I'm more than happy for her to, to keep taking the penalties, to be fair. But, you know, credit for as well in the build up. You know, she's come started this season and. And you can tell she's slowly but surely trying to get her, her way back into the game and back into into the swing of the, the way the team's trying to play. But it was her run off the ball which Hayley Ladd found her and, and she's chopped back inside really well and, and won the penalty. So credit to Follis as well.
0: As the time ticked down, we were still one goal down and then Hayley Ladd pops up with a great free kick. And then obviously there was a header and it went into the net. Everyone didn't have a clue who who had scored the goal no, after the not game. Not the foggiest. <laughs> Every everyone everyone was too happy that had gone in the net. They didn't really care yeah. at the time. Everyone wheeled away thinking they'd scored it. Um, obviously when I was uh, watching the game, it was accredited to Harrop on the Twitter account by the Blues. Uh, then they changed it to Westwood. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. About five minutes later, and then obviously looking back at the highlights on the women's football show, it was contentious again. Kirsty Pierce obviously gets the majority of the touch um towards yeah. the goal and. I'm gonna say the, gla- the the slightest of glances from Harrop got it into the net because she she's she wanted to claim it and she was happy too afterwards. So
1: I'd rather give it the Blues player. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely giving it Harrop. I'm not sure where it would have gone, you know, if it would have just hit Harrop's head. Um, like you say, I think it was it was a very faint touch, but it I think it was definitely the the loop of the of the reading defender that's looped it over ups and into the net. Looking back on the the women's football show. I'm not quite sure how anybody gave it Westwood. She seemed to be a mile away from the ball at that stage of the game. It w- it was do or die really. So you know, a- an excellent ball from Highly Ladd and-, and for Kerris to have that determination to get something on the ball and and anything can happen and and it looped over and we got the point. So
0: yeah, I and mean, absolutely, and obviously after the uh, the way things turned out in the Arsenal game, it was a bit of um, just desserts, and we got uh, even it up three games into the season.
1: Yeah, it feels like a win, doesn't it? When when you equalise in the last minute like that, when you've you, you've been battering away all, like you say, all the second half, we we did we did uh, seem to be so in control of the game. You know whether whether that was Reddin's plan and just to hit try and hit us on the counter. I'm not sure, but we we did seem to to really control the game and be and be happy to be in possession, comfortable in possession and. And like I said at the start, we we never panicked. We never looked like we were just going to lump it at every possible opportunity. We kept trying to play football and and got our just rewards in the end.
0: Obviously, other notable performances of the game, in in particular ones I picked out, was uh, Paige Williams again. Her set-piece delivery is top-notch. Uh, you've got also, she found so much space in the game. I no- noticed every time that they got the ball to her, no-one was around her, and she had the freedom to pl- spray the balls around for fun.
1: The way Reading set up, is, in the second half especially, it, it did seem that ev- every time we had the ball in the middle, Paige had acres on the left. And she, she's excellent at that. She's, she showed um, in the Everton game her fitness levels are excellent, You know obviously getting back and, and making that block in the last minute of the Everton game. Um, but she's shown time and time again that she can bomb up and down that wing and, and get in good positions and like you say, the you know, the left foot that she's got, if she if she puts a cross in or a set piece, then she's it's gonna cause danger, definitely.
0: Is there any players you wanna um pay special attention to, Chris, after that game?
1: At the moment I'm struggling to think of a of a the possibility of coming out of a game not prizing highly lad. Um, she's just she started so, so well. It's I'll look back and, and think what we could have done as a team if we'd have had her over the last couple of years. You know what I mean? It's, But, I mean, her and Jess Carter in the middle of midfield is, is a serious proposition. You know, the both of them are, are really strong. You said about how, how physical Reading were. Kerris mentioned that it was something we were expecting. You know, but how physical Reading were. You know that your midfielders are going to have to be in a battle and, and Ladd and Carter... I thought Ladd was exceptional again, and you know she gave as good as she got. Jess was exactly the same. So those two, I think, in a game where you know you're going to have to work hard in the middle, those two were exceptional. and Ladd setting up Follis for the first to win the penalty for the first, and then setting up the equalizer as well. So a special mention for her again, I think
0: absolutely lad was um she took she she was in the wars certainly in that game it looked like she was being targeted to be fair she was by
1: Moore Jade as, from about the fifth
0: minute I think there
1: was a you know I think I think Hailey left one on Jade and then from that moment on the both of them were I mean Jade Moore such a good footballer you know a regular England international but Hayley give as good as she got against her and you know you got the likes of Remy Allen in that midfield as well who's all rat about and, and getting stuck in so um yeah for for her to to come out of that with her head held high really and a massive contribution of getting us a point is is a massive credit to her
0: obviously with your newfound love for Hayley Ladd, chris and you've got um <laughs> like next season if you are gonna have Bobby Peppelo Carter and um lad in the midfield you're gonna be you're gonna be well, I don't, so I just happy be like,
1: Craig I don't know how we don't win the champions league with that throw <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of uh, Chloe Peplow, we're going to be moving on to Lone Watch now and having a look. It was Sophie Bagley who came up on top as the best player on loan this week. She picked up a point along with Bristol City against Arsenal away at Boreham Wood. She's played every single minute of the season so far, and she made seven saves against the Gunners in a really good performance, Chris. Did you see any of it?
1: Yeah, I, I did see a couple of the highlights, yeah, and, and I, I think similar to the, um, to the Chelsea away, It seemed like every, I don't know, it might just be the bias of the women's football show, but it seemed like everything that they were showing was Arsenal chances. And yeah, Sophie's made three or four very, very good saves again. The way she did against Chelsea, obviously Chelsea had created more chances and were a little bit more clinical than Arsenal were. But to give her size a point away at Arsenal, with the firepower Arsenal have got, and a lot of that was down to her saves. So she's had an excellent start to the season. It's, it's not a surprise to be honest you know she's shown when she's played for us that she's a superb shot stopper and a really really good up-and-coming keeper so the the more she plays the more confidence she'll get
0: yeah and obviously with um playing every minute they obviously value her at, at bristol they, that's the reason they brought her in from blues to play the games and she's delivering for them there's
1: no point sending her out on loan to be a, an understudy so we're delighted that she's playing every minute and she's showing what a good goalkeeper she is and when she comes back, she can uh, challenge Anne for that number one spot.
0: Absolutely. Obviously, when Anne came in, she, she um, took the p- position from Sophie. And obviously, Sophie is determined to prove why she deserves the place back. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Healthy competition can, can only be good.
0: I agree, and obviously uh, there was Chloe Papilo and Coral Jade Haynes also in action this week. Uh, nothing notable to uh, say about their games; they didn't leave too much of a mark on the games, but they're getting more minutes under their belt, Chris, and that's a positive for the Blues, isn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a positive. Like we said last week, you want these, you want these girls playing, you know. And it's what it's what they need, and it's what we need as a club. You know, if, if we're not going to be able to put them in our first team, then then we want them playing regular football that's the one thing you know I, I would like to see a lot more of is is the WSL2 highlights cuz you know I, I want to see what Coral and, and Chloe are doing at Doncaster and, and Spurs respectively you know, and unfortunately the women's football show doesn't show any WSL2 highlights at the moment so um, you know unless you're going to the games you you're having to rely on on twitter accounts and, and and fan accounts to to see how they're getting on so um, you know We'd love to see a lot more of, of how they are actually getting on. But hopefully, like you say, they, they keep getting the minutes under the belt, keep playing regularly, and, and and it's great for all parties.
0: Absolutely. And obviously, the women's football show has um, changed a bit over, over the years. They continue to uh, develop it. And hopefully, they bring back the uh, WSL2 highlights, as you say, uh, going forward. In the news this week, there was an award for our Blues team in the uh, annual Birmingham Awards. Blues Ladies were named Best Sporting Initiative following another notable year, which featured two cup finals. The club was also complimented on their work in the community, including their sister club program, which now features 18 local teams. With the development and bringing through of young English players as a key part of the Blues' identity, this award is obviously recognition for all that hard work, Chris.
1: Yeah, obviously the two cup finals, the FA Cup final at Wembley, puts you on the map, doesn't it, as a club? But you know, like you say, the the amount of England underage girls that we bring through. And, you know, even the current squad at the moment, a lot of them have, have been through Blues at some stage of their career. So it's a well-deserved award for years of hard work from, from everybody at the club, you know, especially the backroom staff of of bringing these young girls through. And, and the sister, like you say about the sister clubs, there's, did you say, 18, I think so, at the moment, you know, that, that are a massive part of, of Blues Ladies' the whole club you know you see a lot of them at the games and and the the players are always happy to to speak to them and and to engage with these girls so it's a massive plus for all girls that age and the club in general
0: absolutely and obviously with their tradition of bringing free people it's obviously nice that they're linking with so many teams and getting um inspiring future blues players
1: yeah, you know these young girls can can see that the likes of Chloe peplo and and Coral, you know, although they're going out on loan, you know, there's like Connie Schofield at Blues as well. You know, there's there's sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old girls who who are making their way through Blues, and 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 they can see that that the career path has led to full time England caps for a lot of players. So it's a big big motivation for these girls at the sister clubs to to keep going and, and be involved with Blues ladies, because that's the place to be.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned all the players uh, that coming through there. You obviously have got um, Franz Denson, who came on in our last game. Of course,
1: she, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very similar. Hannah Hampton as well is he, he's, he, he's another one who, who's a regular underage England, um, as well as Blues. So, yeah, there, there's, there's plenty to name.
0: yeah. Absolutely, plenty to come in through. Uh, I caught it with Mark Skinner this week and I briefly asked him about Fran after she made the papers after her uh, debut last week. And this is what he had to say. Fran, since um, she made the headlines, she made the papers in, in the Worcester yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. Um, has, she, has she coped with that well since? Well, I went to watch
2: her game, uh, her academy game for uh, our Birmingham academy on a Wednesday and she saved a penalty. She's, she's, she's top class. Her attitude is commendable. It was against Reading actually. And we won the game 1-0. So her attitude has been first class. Moving
0: on now, we will be looking forward to this midweek game against Oxford United. At the time of recording, this game hasn't taken place, but probably by the time most of you will be listening to this, it will have taken place. Last time the clubs met was in pre-season, where Birmingham won 4-1. It had featured a hat-trick from Ellen White, who was rested against Reading this weekend. Oxford are unbeaten in the WSL 2 so far this season, with two wins and a draw. Former Reading striker Kaylee Hines is their top scorer so far this season with two goals. Thoughts ahead of the game, Chris.
1: They've impressed me the start of the, to the season that they've made. You know, I don't think they pulled up any major trees last year, so for them to to go unbeaten and and seven points from nine at the start of the season is is a really good effort. I think they they got a last minute equaliser against Doncaster this weekend as well, so they'll be full of confidence. Um, you know, and they'll be looking forward to a trip to Blues and to try and overturn the odds in, in the cup. But um, I think for Blues, it's a chance to, to really blood a few of the players that, that haven't had many minutes this season. Kusak um, might might come in for her debut you know we haven't seen her yet um Frida might be a chance for her to get a few more minutes Rachel Williams to get a few more minutes so no disrespect to Oxford obviously but I think we've got Man City coming up in a couple of weeks at the end of October so you know it it will be good exercise for Blues to to give these players a chance
0: yeah obviously and when it's a cup football obviously Oxford are the uh, lowest ranked team in our uh, group in the first round but you can't take that for granted given their their, their run so far in this uh, this season and obviously they'll be looking to cause an upset.
1: No, of course, yeah. I think we had played them in the Continental Cup last season as well. I think that was away from home and, and I think we won 2-0. You know, we certainly didn't didn't batter them last season. Um, and like you say, the, the confidence that they'll have taken from their start to the season will cause us a, a headache, you know, and and they'll be coming looking to looking to make another upset. But um, give some of the other players a chance. You know, we know what Ellen can do. She she didn't play against Reading, you know, if if there's any risk whatsoever, then you know, don't don't risk her and, and make sure that everyone's okay for the Man City game. But it'll be good to see a few of the other players getting getting a run out against oxford
0: Oh, absolutely and obviously first chance to see some players that haven't started this season as you mentioned like kusak and and the like going into the game chris it's, it's hard to predict games like this when we don't really uh, get to see the other teams that much given that they're in wsl2 but obviously they're playing well i'm i'm gonna say a two nil win to the blues like last time it's it's gonna be a tough game it's not gonna be a runaway success for us but i think we'll have enough to get the win
1: I think that's not a bad show. Um, we don't know what Mark's going to do. You know, we can only guess what he's going to do. I, I think he'll probably make a couple of changes. I, I don't think he'll go the same eleven that played against Reading. Let's put it that way. So, uh, and Oxford probably won't come and and try and and try and come at us. I'm sure their game plan will be to sit tight and and if they can hit us on the counter or if it's nil-nil with 60 minutes to go, then they can make a more of a go of it. So. I don't see us as a team that, that really blows many teams away. So t- 2-0, 3-1 maybe is probably a good shout.
0: Yeah, you went for 3-1 last week, Chris, and how did that turn out for you?
1: Yeah, not not too great. I'll go again there. We'll stick with it.
0: Still, stick, Keep throwing at the wall, see if it That's
1: sticks. That's it. It'll, it'll happen <laughs> one day.
0: <laughs> Obviously, the listeners probably will know the result before we do. So, um,
1: If they can let us know, yeah, that'll be Yeah, right. let,
0: yeah just take, take the mick out of us on Twitter for a bit. Yeah. So when you see how badly we get it wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it's thanks to chris once again for joining me you can follow us up both on twitter i'm craig hadley c-r-a-i-g-h-a-d-l-e-e and you can find chris at a-w-c-a-i-b and of course it's a big thank you to all our listeners out there we will be back next week to comb over the oxford game as well as hear from blues defender Paige williams and manager mark skinner see you all next time and remember to keep right on